Today's episode of No Dunks is brought to you by NetSuite. Successful companies know faster growth requires the right tools. If you're doing one, ten, or hundreds of millions of dollars in revenue, NetSuite by Oracle gives a full picture of your business, finance, inventory, HR, customers, and more, all in one place. Over 19,000 companies trust NetSuite, the world's number one cloud business system. Schedule your free product tour right now and receive your free guide, Seven Key Strategies to Grow Your Profits, at netsuite.com slash listen. That's netsuite.com slash listen. only place to go and read your emails and tweets we're running fives today skeets Tass, trey lee and jd all here in the no dunks office thanks again i always say this but we truly mean it thanks to everybody who sent in questions this past week keep them coming email us no dunks at theathletic.com or tweet them in at no dunks inc or use that hashtag no dunks we got a lot here on a wednesday task let's get right into it ayo ayo Seeing LeBron Sky to throw down a nice reverse jam on the fast break against the Rockets the other night got me thinking. It's crazy we never got to see him in a dunk contest. A young LeBron would have been able to deliver an extremely memorable dunk contest showing. Who are some other players that you wish you could have seen participate in a dunk contest? For me, besides LBJ, obviously, I would say someone like Derek Rose back when he was with the Bulls. That's from Andrew in Waterloo, Ontario. Oh, right next to Kitchener and Cambridge. LeBron owes us a dunk contest. Remember, he put his name in the preliminary round, like in 2009, was it? 2010, he said, next year. I'm told, put in my name. Told Cheryl <laughs> Miller, wait. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He could still do it, too. He still throws down. He probably could, you're right. But it ain't happening. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't hold out hope that, that he's going to go in one. Um but, yeah, that's a good question. Derek Rose is good, too. I like that. Yeah. He would have been awesome. Young D. Rose. I'll throw a Dwayne Wade. Yeah. Um, you know, especially at, at, at a younger age, could obviously throw down. And a smaller guy, it looks cool when the, the smaller guys can get up there. But I'll, when I thought about this a little bit more, like I thought of, like, okay, obviously good in-game dunkers. And I guess I was shocked in a way of how many have participated in sure. at least one dunk. Kind of. Even, like, Scotty Pippen. Mm-hmm. I was like, Pippen, oh, he threw down. And I couldn't remember him. And I'm like, oh, no, no, he was, like, in one, like, in, like, yeah. 1990 or something like that. So uh, it was tough to find guys that have never gone in it, I guess is my point. I got Westbrook in there. I think uh, oh. it's similar to Rose, that That's athleticism true. and power in his young days. He yeah. Could, he could throw no, down. That's a good one. Yeah, Wade, Westbrook, and Rose, to me, are all kind of the same. Like, yeah. incredible athletes. Yeah. Who knows exactly if they would have came with the creativity, uh, but who knows? Other guys I would have liked to see. Swaggy P. Nick Young <laughs> always wanted to go in the dunk contest. When somebody wants to go in that bad, they must have something up their sleeve. Yep. Also think Andrew Wiggins would be great in a dunk contest. He almost landed a 720, but he was on the same team as Zach Levine, and he didn't want to go in and lose against Zach Levine is basically what it came down to. So we'll never see Andrew Wiggins in the dunk contest, but he could win some fans by going out there and putting on yeah. an incredible show. And here's a weird dark horse candidate for you. Okay. Shaq. <laughs> I've got him down too. Young Shaq. Yeah. He, a showman. Yeah. Hell yeah. A creative guy. Yep. Obviously a dunker. He would have at least been interesting. Would he have won? Probably yeah. not, but it would be crazy to see. Yeah, oh. yeah. Yeah. I had all those guys on there, too. you got to convince them when they're young, right? Because once the, the years pile up, it just seems like there's more to lose than there is to win. When they're young, they, they're still ambitious enough to, to go in there. Didn't Russ 
go into wasn't he part of that they had this uh dunk that? off yeah to get right. in or something yeah. like that they had like three guy, three young guys i think it was joe alexander him and eric gordon Eric Gordon, Shannon Brown. Was it's just a, yeah. I don't know Shannon Brown. Shannon just, Brown. Just, I just, think yeah, he was the one who won it to go into the. It was just a weird game. way of getting the fourth dunk contest yeah. participant. Where that was strange. You sent in videos, and then people voted on the videos online, and whoever won got in. Yeah, maybe it was Shannon Brown, but again, well, Andrew Wiggins would have been he, if he was young and he was into it. He could have had the getting wiggy with it, getting jiggy with it song playing <laughs> somehow implemented. Get Will Smith out there. You, you never know. Next one here. Hey, Armstrongs. <laughs> okay. A few weeks ago, someone asked about the lack of villains in the league, and you guys brought up Harden and Kyrie. I think that real villains work in the shadows, hide in plain sight, and are scarily effective in accomplishing what they want. This is why the Clippers are easily the best choice as the NBA's new villains. They backstabbed Blake Griffin and tampered to acquire Kawhi. They also employ a classic villain in Patrick Beverly and a low-key villain in Paul George, who wants to change his number to 24. Seriously? Writes the emailer. Do you guys agree that they are the new villains, the Clippers? And have you ever felt there were stealth villains that no one was talking about? Hmm. It's a fun question from Niranjan in Seattle. You can add to that Jerry West, too, as part of that trying to get back at uh, the Warriors and his old Lakers. Sure. He makes a good case. Uh, that's exactly where the Clippers are right now. They added Marcus Morris there, too. Sure. Yeah. So yeah, I think. Uh, How about the monster, low-key villain, villain Kawhi Leonard, the man who forced his way out of San Antonio, left a championship team, the only Finals MVP to leave a championship team immediately. The guy who is the face of the load management fiasco in mm-hmm. the NBA, he gets a pass because he doesn't talk. Low-key villain right there. Yeah. yeah. No, he yeah. makes a makes a great case for the Clips. JD, correct me if I'm wrong. In like comic book movies, mm-hmm. when it comes to the villains, you know, more times than not, I know there are different ones, but more times than not, aren't the villains like they're like super intelligent, right? Yeah. Um, where they're like next level thinking and come up with this way to destroy the world totally. or yeah, whatever. Or take over the world or. Yeah. So I was like trying to think like who's the smartest guy in the NBA? Just like straight up, not basketball IQ, straight okay? Up. Not LeBron. And and Witty is could be a good. Bond villain, Spencer know. Dinwiddie. Yeah, I mean he's he's all in that cryptocurrency. Yeah. He's going to disrupt the economy. <laughs> yeah, I also thought of um, oddly like a Jalen Brown. Seems like just a super super intelligent guy to me. That mm-hmm. he, he's out thinking the uh, you know the superheroes. <laughs> I don't mind it. So it's like I'm, I was trying to come at this villain idea from a different angle than just uh, you know being a, a like a bad guy. Or there was a also a picture of him at like like an MIT speech or something, and he's wearing like a the like a black turtleneck mm-hmm. up to his neck, and he's looking like a, the the bad blood woman who was doing all the blood tests. I forget her name already. Uh, right. Just like that in in your ear, a huge story, and she's already gone. Whatever yeah, what her name is, it? Elizabeth Holmes. Elizabeth? No, not uh, Elizabeth something. Yeah, <laughs> she looked like he looked like her. And she was a villain. Right. Mm. And she was trying to dress like... Oh, Elizabeth Holmes, you're totally right. Steve yeah. Jobs. Theron. I mean, Theron. Yeah, what yeah. she was doing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Great doc. Okay. I wonder if you could throw Andre Iguodala in there right now. Didn't want to play for those uh, Grizzlies. Gets traded to a contender. Gets a contract extension. Gets everything he wanted. And got half a season off. He's playing chess. A lot of yeah. Everybody else playing checkers. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, maybe. I mean, he says the Grizzlies didn't want me to play either. Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, see, it's perfect. Now he's putting it on them. He's well, the victim. I, I think he's right. <laughs> I mean, they made the move not to get Andre Iguodala, it was to get assets. And I yeah. uh, thought they would maybe come to a quicker agreement than they did. And then they played hardball, and they ended up getting a fairly decent return. I think we all agree. So did Iggy. So did Iggy. Yeah, everybody came out a winner. Player empowerment. Um, next one here. Actually, before we get to the next one, it was... Russell Westbrook, Joe Alexander, oh, and yeah. Rudy Fernandez. Oh, oh my yeah. goodness. In the, wow. in the 2009 dunk contest, they've, NBA.com had a you know little little contest thingy. So who you voted in? for those three guys, so Rudy, Rudy Fernandez. Rudy Fernandez, right. To be the fourth contestant. It was just those three guys. And Eric Gordon showed off against DeMar DeRozan. DeRozan, yes. In I, a separate contest. Yeah, I knew he was involved <laughs> they in They do change this thing up a lot. Yep. They sure do. Okay, next one here. What's up, no dinkers? With so many first-timers this year, I got to thinking about one-time All-Stars. Often, these are players who finally sniff some team success, like Mo Williams, Jameer Nelson, and Tyson Chandler, players who would otherwise be All-Stars but were left off the list due to their position, Sharif Abdul-Rahim and Andre Karolenko, behind all the great forwards of the 90s and the early aughts, or one-season wonders like Devin Harris and Chris Kamen. Moreover, about 30, 38% of All-Stars have only made it once. So here's the question. Who are your favorite one-time All-Stars? That's from Garen. I loved this question. So did I. Love it. I'll I'll hit you with my list. Okay. Maybe we have some that are the same, some that are different. I got a pair of teammates in 94 that were one-time All-Stars. Kenny Anderson and Derek Coleman. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Right? Which is weird. The Nets were 22 and 24 at that All-Star break. Big names. Not great. Big names. But, uh, you know, both guys were basically 20 and 10. You know, Kenny was 19... Points per game, 10 assists, 4 boards. Coleman, D.C. was 20, 11. Those with the rebounds. Um, and that team did go on a tear in the second half of that season after the All-Star break. They made the playoffs. They lost in the first round. But uh, I was shocked Derek Coleman only made one I know, All-Star. I know. Yeah. That's surprising. All right, a couple more. Josh Howard in 2007. I just uh, I like that he was on like <laughs> yeah, a powerhouse Mavs team. They were they were like 44 and 9. They were like really the equivalent of the, the Bucks this year. And so, you know, Dirk was in there, and then they're like, well, we got to have another guy, so... Josh Howard's in there. Was that also 2000? Was there? I wonder if those were the only two on that Mavs team. I didn't check to see if there was a third on an amazing team at the break. Doubtful. Yeah, he averaged 19 and seven. Drew Holiday in 2013. It's just a. I think it's just a fascinating one as a one-time All-Star. He made it in his final year in Philly. He put up 18, eight, and four in that year. But it's so weird because he's had like three or four seasons since that are better. Yeah. Than his All-Star season. But he's never made it back. Went from east to west. Yeah, that and some injuries came into play, but that's just a, a real weird one. And, and I'm like, will Drew Holiday make another All-Star game? It's, it's possible. Not, yeah, yeah, it's not. Uh, yeah, exactly. It could happen, but yep. there are so many talented guards, obviously, in the Western Conference. Mm. Two more fun ones. Lee, you love this one. Otis Thorpe. <laughs> 92. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. He averaged uh, 17 points per game. Rockets, they were like 500 at the break, but yeah. him and Akeem got in there. And then Chris Gatling. <laughs> We oh, talk, yeah. We've talked about Gatling before on this podcast. In 97, he averaged 19-7 and seven off the bench for the Mavericks, made the All-Star game, and he was traded about a week later wow. to the Nets. So mm. those are mine. Um, again, I love this cue. I've got one big one, and it's uh, Dale Ellis. Not just for the game that he had, the one game. He had the All-Star weekend of his life. He became the first uh, non-Larry Bird winner of the three-point contest when he beat Craig Hodges in the final, 19-15 to 15 in 89, this is, I should say. 
And uh, and then on Sunday, he was selected as a starter for the for the game by the fans. Went 12 for 16 from the field, had 27 points, and the West won the game. He should have been MVP, but instead it went to Carl Malone. So, uh, yeah, 1989, incredible one for Dale Ellis. I'm surprised he was only a one-time All-Star. What's it? Who'd you pick? Dale Ellis. Homer <laughs> picking his dad. Very cool, man. Uh, he scored 19. He was in the uh, he was in the three point shootout like uh, six times. 19 with his was his highest in a final. Okay. He scored 20 once in the first round in 94. But you are just like your dad. 19 yeah. was your highest. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh, I got Andrew Bynum on my list now. Wow. He's only 32, so maybe he'll make another All Star team. <laughs> I don't think so. Um, but I always loved him at his peak. You know, just a big who you, you could really center your offense around a little bit, a little bit, a little bit. But I don't know. His talents, obviously, they went away because of the injuries. Yeah, he was great. He was great. I liked, I liked watching him play. Maybe he'll be an all-star in bowling. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> he loves bowling. Uh, Skates, can't believe you didn't pick Nick Van Exel. Yeah, good yeah. point. As a one-timer. But for yeah. me, I made, um, I made a seven dwarves. These are all one-time all-stars. Woody, Wally, Cassy, Campy, Sleepy, Kermit, and Doc. <laughs> Seriously, these are names. Woody Salisbury, Wally yeah. Zerbiak, Cassie and Campy, Russell, Sleepy Floyd, Kermit Washington, and Doc Rivers. Yeah. Well done. Too bad Eric Snow didn't make the team. Ever. Oh. Yeah. Next one here from Sam C. He writes, or she writes, what are the chances that Victor Oladipo has already had his best season in the NBA? Oh, what? Oladipo was an okay player before coming to Indiana. Then he had a breakout 2018. He made the All-Star team again the next season, but just came back from a bad injury. He suffered serious injuries. Is already 27, not that old, but maybe at a point where guys stopped improving as players, and has had one great season as a pro. Can the Pacers count on Oladipo to ever be 2018 Oladipo again? Also, I started doing a Bar 3 class at my university. I'm having a great time while loosening my tight hips and hamstrings. (laughs) Everyone should try it, says Sam. Absolutely, Sam. You should, for sure. Must be a fan of that part there, Lee. But uh, what did you think about the first part? Has Oladipo peaked? You hope not. You hope not. But uh, he did suffer a serious injury. Sometimes players can struggle to reach that uh, the pinnacle that they had before. But I don't think that's the case with Victor. I, I think he can still be an all-star again. I think he's a, a very good offensive player. Um, he's on a good team in, in terms of uh, he stands out. He stood out, I think, back in uh, 20... What was it? 2018, was he? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think he has the chance to do that again. Uh, you know, he's a scorer. He's a dunker. He's a highlight real guy at his best. So I think that does sort of stick out a little bit more. Um, also led the league in steals that season and made all defensive first team. So I think that both of these can be true. He could have had his single best season. We might look back and say 2018 was Victor Oladipo's absolute peak, but he could still make the next four all-star teams, being a very good to great player who just doesn't have quite as incredible of a season as he had that first year when he really caught everybody's surprise. Mm Mm-hmm. Sam seems to be in tune with his body, so maybe he's uh, projecting and saying, hey, maybe Victor Oladipo physically can't get there again. And maybe that's true. Who the heck knows? But let's give it a little time. Modern medicine probably would allow him to be a pretty good player at 27 years old. It's only only six games in. Yeah, that's exactly right. He struggled in the six games since coming back from the injury, but... It's way too early, and he, I don't know, will he average 23 points per game again? Okay. Yeah, maybe not, but I, I hear what you're saying, Trey. All the other stuff that he can, you know, give to a team, especially defensively. Still got, um, he's still, still got the instincts. Could make all-star teams, yeah. He's still 
jumping at balls, and he's, he's, he's very good on that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he just has not been able to shoot at all since he's returned. Mm-hmm. I, I think everything else has looked all right. Uh, his playmaking, you know, for the most part, his handle and his defense is still there. Um, and they, that's a tough to, tough thing to figure out is, like, we've played this way all year without you, and oh, we've got a guy that's blossomed into an all-star and Sabonis, and Brogdon was sort of, you know, at the beginning of the season at least, a borderline guy, and we've got these other pieces and Warren and Lamb, and it's like, it's not easy to do to say, hey, that 20-point-per-game score, like, plug-and-play, here, go. It's like everybody's got to figure out their role again. So it could be it could be a couple rough weeks. Maybe the All-Star break is good for them, too. They have been reeling uh, in terms of losing the games, like close games at that. So I think they'll be fine, and I think he'll be fine for, for sure. Thanks for the email, Sam. Hopefully you haven't reached your physical peak yeah. yet. <laughs> Please email in about your bar three. Lee, Lee would love to read those. <laughs> uh, next one, AO No Dunkers. Huge fan of the pod. I listen to it every day. My question, with Zion and Ja playing their first head-to-head matchup this week, it had me thinking which guard-forward duo you would rather build around for the next decade, Ja and Jaron Jackson Jr. or Zion and Alonzo Ball? Hmm. Thanks for the awesome podcast. Turn up. Love you guys. Awesome. Justice in North Carolina with that email. Thanks, Justice. Wow. Who would you rather build around? You go with the all of the Js there in in memphis or or the z's or zeds in pelicans it's a tough one i, I mean i think jaron jackson is better than zoe or potentially better than zoe yeah mm-hmm. yeah that might you're right that's sort of where i was leaning but to. isn't zion better than jaja <laughs> yeah well i mean both zion and ja have had injury concerns already in their career too so who's who do you have more faith in mm. being over being able to overcome those injuries and I what do we got? Uh, we got a new age uh, Larry Johnson and Penny Hardaway here with these two Kind guys? of, yeah. Yeah, I mean, Zion obviously a little heavier than uh, Ja, but Ja, uh, I mean, we've seen A him. little? <laughs> you don't need to say little there, man. He's probably yeah, a little beefier, yeah. yeah. Uh, but Ja is, you know, somewhat reckless as the way that he approaches the game, which, uh, you know, he's a young player. So, I, Okay, let's, re- let's just pretend they're, they're, they're healthy from okay. here on out. Yeah. So, like, let's remove, like, the hypothetical of a guy being injured, you know? Who do you go then? Uh, I think Jaron Jackson is awesome, and I think he is a lot better than Lonzo is. So I would go with the Grizzlies, though maybe you're just building around the Pelicans because Zion, I do think, is the best of these four. And I think uh, I think that we will see him be a bit better than Ja is. I don't know if I would go saying a lot better than Ja is, but I think that we're going to be looking at Zion as a foundational piece where Ja will be a multiple-time all-star. Okay. Hmm. So hard. So hard. I'll go Zion. Zion and Zoe. Give me ZZ Top. Why not? <laughs> yeah, I guess I lean toward the Grizzlies, too. And I'm just so excited toss. about them, too, the way they're playing. I mean, what what John Moran is doing as a rookie, I, I know we say he is running away with Rookie of the Year, and, and deservedly so, but he is a point guard. I mean, I keep coming back to that. That's not easy to just, like, here's your team, uh, be the guy that takes over in fourth quarters, and try and get us into the playoffs. And so far, he's doing all of that. I mean, they are a plus 500 team. And his shooting splits, again, as a rookie at the point guard position in the NBA, 50% from the floor, 37% from three, and then 78% at the line. That's incredible. I mean, at, at his age. And what Zion is doing, too, and he's just getting started. That's the scary part. When Zion gets in actual NBA shape, wow. Um, but I think I, that, that Triple J sort of does push me over the top in going with the Grizzlies. Because he's pairing, he, yeah. Yeah, because he is special. I mean, that guy shoots 40% from three. And he's a, he's a giant. He doesn't rebound at all, but he's uh, today's NBA game. 
being able to hit the three and still protect Block the rim shots. a little bit, yeah, yep. that's uh, that's special. Yeah, and he's because he's out there, he's allowing John Morant to go in there oh, for and sure. have all that space. And Jaw is yeah fourth and fourth quarter scoring already to be able to navigate a good team and be able to score in the end. Yeah, he's yeah a lot of J's, a lot of Z's. I don't know. That's a good problem to have, right? They're both playing. They're both like excelling already. It's pretty cool. Next one here. Hey, no dinguses. I was just listening to the Beach Steppin' Pod and particularly liked the question about poor man's slash rich man's comparisons. The one that most struck a chord with me was Skeet throwing out Otto Porter as a poor man's Jeff Green. I think it's a perfect comparison, but backwards. Porter's 2016-17 and 2017-18 seasons with the Wizards, especially the later, are better than anything Jeff Green ever did or will do in the NBA. <laughs> They're still a perfect match, crazy talented guys who pull disappearing acts, but I think the perception is off, likely because Porter is still playing so he doesn't get credit for being the rich man. So my question is, which current or former NBA player do you think most suffers from a perception problem? That is, who will be remembered more or perhaps less fondly 20 years from now, and you can't say James Harden? Turn up, love you guys, awesome. That's from at G, who always mm. sends in great, great questions. Yeah, he went in on Jeff Green, didn't he? Yeah, he sure did. He sure did. <laughs> I wonder how uh, Dwight Howard is a is a Hall of Famer, no doubt about it. But I wonder how in twenty years people will look back at him. When you think of the best centers, the NBA, you know, Shaq, Akeem, Kareem, Bill Russell, Dave Robinson, Moses Malone, because Dwight he, he won't be a, no, he, yeah, I, yeah. But what I'm saying is, like Dwight went to the finals. He was runner runner up MVP, uh, three time Defensive Player of the Year in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, but people will go. Yeah, but he kind of wasted, like, five years of his career, you know? Not really, you know, when he went to Houston with James Harden, didn't work out. And then he just went Atlanta, Charlotte, you know, Washington. Washington yeah. And then he sort of rekindled his career somewhat at the Lakers. But by then, he was a, a bench player coming out to help. So, uh, you know, like I say, there's no question Dwight's going to the Hall of Fame. But um, for, for maybe, you know, seven or eight years of his career, could be looked at as kind of, like, squandered. Yeah, and will he... He won't likely in 20 years when people say greatest centers of all time, I don't think he'll name will come up, right? He'll always be like the next tier. Right? Yes. Do you know what I mean? But, yeah, but, yeah, but, sure. but no matter what he did, isn't he always the next tier because he couldn't score like any of those guys, like Kareem, mm -hmm. Shaq? Yeah. yeah, huge part of it. Like he just, you couldn't give him the ball to score. Yeah. So he's yeah. always an incredible player on one end, um, but he's more of a, a dunking machine on the other end. So I don't know if he would ever gotten there really. My comparison is uh, Russell Westbrook. I think he may be looked at as really, really, really talented. The gifts to make an incredible impact on the game, but couldn't necessarily get it over the top to get wins. More numbers than than championships. Kind of like Will Chamberlain, I guess. I know it's it's a little uh, totally they're different in that Russell could have gotten a championship it was close um i mean will they're Gaunt, going right? yeah yeah but um but you know yeah similar stuff how about ben simmons he's the he's the guy to me right now who is in the same zone as harden where what he doesn't do sticks out so much that you completely lose track of what he does do so you know uh 20 years from now after he's lost the branding of being a point guard and they just let him be a basketball player nobody's going to care that he wasn't a great outside shooter because 
you know, big guys don't always have to be great outside shooters. And we're going to see that he was an incredible defensive player and just uh, a specimen in the open court and a guy who is just physically different than a lot of players out there. You know, he doesn't get the credit that a LeBron or a Giannis does for being unstoppable on fast breaks or just being a massive mismatch problem because you watch the game night in and night out and then you check the box where you're like, didn't take a three again, didn't take a three again. Mm. That won't matter as much 20 years from now. I'm fascinated to watch these final couple of seasons of Chris Paul and either his success or lack of it in the playoffs and how it changes his possible narrative 20, 25 years from now. Because, you know, he needs he needs the Jason Kidd title, right, with the, with the Mavs mm-hmm. as, as the vet guy who is still contributing, still super important. You know, he gets that. Like, look, he's a Hall of Famer. That's a lock. He probably will be included in a lot of the greatest point guards of all time, especially when you consider or factor in his height and just his size, um, you know, on that very short list of guys of just that, you know, like your Isaiah Thomases and stuff like that, just being amazing at that height. But a ring, like a kid-type ring, oh, man, he's like he just – I think he catapults over some people maybe in terms of like all-time rankings, which, I mean, shouldn't matter. It's sort of silly. Like, oh, okay, he gets one ring, and suddenly he's, like, better than five other point guards (laughs) of all time. But it's just the way it is, and uh, it would really help his legacy. So just to see – you know, he's 34 now. Um, I don't know off the top of my head when Kid won his ring. When he went back to Dallas. He was probably 34, 35, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, there's still, like, this little window for Chris. I don't think it's going to happen in OKC, but who knows where he lands. Does he pair up with LeBron? Does he pair up with some other talented guys? I think it's possible. Mm. Uh, the contract may, may, might make that interesting in, in terms of moving him, but it'd be fun to watch. Yeah. Maybe he pulls a full-on uh, – who were we just talking about? Sorry, just – Jason Kidd. Jason Kidd pulls a full-on. Jason Kidd goes back to his original team. They were the Hornets, but they're in New Orleans now. Wins a title with Zion Williamson. <laughs> interesting. Pretty wild. <laughs> interesting. Yeah. Something to keep your eye on, guys. <laughs> Good question at Slam and Danny G. You always send in the, the bangers. Hey, yo. Y'all had the great Eric Kareen on last month, and he mentioned his Mark Gasol game. And then last week discussed the, quote, Timmy Horton game, oh, thanks to cute. three double-doubles by one team. That reminded me of my own weird game titled the Shavlik randolph game. <laughs> it's based off the former Duke-slash-NBA journeyman forward, and it's when you foul out with more fouls than points. The ultimate Shavlik is when you do that with zero points. My question is, what's a weird game you guys can come up with? can be based on a player or a Canadian hockey legend or something entirely different. Maybe a Ben Simmons for a 30-point game with no shots outside the paint. That's from Steven Tidings. Thanks, Steve. That's a fun one, too. When he said Canadian hockey legend, um, I was immediately thinking of what would be the NBA equivalent of the Gordie Howe hat trick. Right. Where you scored a goal, got an assist, and got into a fight. I couldn't really figure out what it would be in the NBA. Hmm. I mean, I guess like it would almost have to be like a like a thirty ten game where you also got ejected. You know what I mean? That's sort of the best I could think of, or like a triple double and get ejected or something. It's tough, but it was tough. Yeah, um, yeah. and it would have to be a basketball fight, like just like a no punches thrown. Yeah, maybe a right. flagrant then, a flagrant one, so you don't get ejected because <laughs> you, you don't necessarily get ejected for a fight in hockey, do you? No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. just get a major five minutes. Yeah, <laughs> five for fighting. Yeah. Um, but I did have a. I, I think I have a fun one here, and it uh, it came up with some trivia, so I could test you guys. Okay. What about the worm? Okay, Dennis Rodman. We call it the worm. It is when you get 15 plus rebounds in a game with zero points. All right, you don't score, right? Mm-hmm. But you get a bunch of boards. I, I, I capped it at fifteen. That seems like a ton. 
Rodman did it 14 times in his career, according to Basketball Reference. Wow. Uh, I included the playoffs, too. Um, I, I don't know how many happened in the playoffs, but it doesn't matter. 14 times. Can you name next on the list, too? I've done it four times. And he was uh, he's a player that no longer is in the league, but of our generation. Okay. And, in fact, a player that comes up a lot in our office because of a uh, – well, sort of an inside joke. Oh, it's got to be Reggie Evans. It's Reggie Evans. <laughs> How do you like your pizza? <laughs> oh, double chicken, little barbecue sauce. Everybody's uh, fine with that. Cheese, bacon, sauce. <laughs> so Reggie Evans did it four times. Now here's my here's the other part of this trivia. Fifteen plus rebounds, zero points in a game. Can you name the current players who have done it? Two play in the league right now, and one is like periphery um like hanging on trying to get into the league maybe we'll get on a roster has been around the last couple of years did uh, the poor man's reggie evans quincy ac do it no <laughs> no 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 no, no. Uh, i will give you hints if we need to get there i'm thinking big men they're all they're big all men. big men yeah. yeah i wonder if uh, rudy gobert did it one of his no nope. no nope? nope, not rudy active exactly. okay i'll give you a hint one guy was uh his name was popping up a lot around the trade deadline drummond nope no Tristan Thompson. Tristan Thompson. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And he was one of the ones to most recently do it. Another guy, former Raptor, got a lot of rebounds actually in a, in a playoff game. For Lauren them. Woods? Nope. <laughs> wow. Ah, Lauren Woods. Bismack. Bismack Biombo <laughs> has done the worm. And one more, Lee, you love this guy. You think he's handsome. I, I actually don't, but I think you believe he's quite <laughs> handsome. I think he's got the weirdest look. He's unique. I'll give him that. You love his body. I think you follow him on Instagram. Serge Ah, Joachim Noah. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. You don't think he's handsome? Not at all. Uh, I really don't. Me. I, I really don't. You've got awful taste in men. <laughs> he's got a great look. <laughs> so the worm. I've got one. Three years ago, almost to the day, Draymond Green recorded a triple-double without points. Only time it's ever been done in NBA history. Mm. He got the 12 rebounds, 10 assists, 10 steals, and had five blocks in That's that game. That's incredible. So uh, I, I was surprised that it never happened before until that moment. I, I thought, I mean, that's insane. Yeah, <laughs> I thought someone would have got it with the blocks, rebounds, and assists. I guess, but so anyway, if someone else does it ever again, it's called the Draymond. Okay, sure. <laughs> okay, good one. I've got one almost the complete opposite of that. This one's called the Snelly Cat, and it's named after Tony <laughs> Snell, who once played 28 minutes without recording any stats. No rebounds, assists, steals, or blocks in 28 minutes. He had one foul and two shots, basically just running around out there. Wow. So if you play 25-plus minutes and don't do anything, zeros across the board, that's a Snelly cat. So you're allowed to get a foul or, or take a shot, but zeros in points, rebounds, Yes, assists, and the main counters, yeah, yeah. yeah. The Snelly cat. <laughs> 28 right. minutes. The guy, let's just that's get a, a jogging. That's a lot. <laughs> yeah. I guess he was. <laughs> get a good sweat. Um, I also was inspired by Canada after uh, the emailer mentioned uh, the Canadian hockey legend, Tim Horton. But I wasn't inspired by his hockey play. I was inspired by his coffee chain. And I'm going to call mine the Hassan Whiteside, inspired by the Tim Horton's double-double, how a lot of people get their coffee. And that double cream, double sugar, it just dilutes that coffee so much that it doesn't taste like coffee at all. There's no substance. So when a player gets a 20-20 in a loss, we call it the Hassan Whiteside. Not bad. But, yeah. Uh, Drummond must have a couple of those, doesn't he? Oh, yeah. I would imagine. Without looking, I like that. I got one more, too. Calling it the beast. The number of the beast. <laughs> the devil's number. 666, all right? Mm. Six points, 
Six rebounds and six fouls. <laughs> nice one. And it has to be exactly those numbers. Couldn't you maybe replace points with turnovers? You could do that if you wanted. I don't, I'd have to check the basketball reference for that. But 6.6 boards and six fouls, it's happened 165 times, according to basketball reference. Two guys have done it three times in their career. One, Harvey Catchings in the 80s. Oh, Harv. The other one, a former Bulls center. Taco Joe. What you're like a... It's classic 90s Classic Bulls. 90s. Luke Longley. Nope. You've named Bill Cartwright. Bill. Oh. Nice. Nope, not Bill Cartwright. Bill Wennington. Uh-huh. Bill Wennington has done it <laughs> three times. The, the beast there, the 6.6 boards and six fouls. Ante Jijic last pulled it off almost a year ago to this day. Wow. February 13th, 2019, he did it. And then you could also do 6.6 assists and six fouls if you wanted to. That's happened 44 times. Two guys have done it twice. Marco Yarich and... Your sexy guy. Joe Kim Noah. Joe Kim Noah. Very sexy. But that one is uh, much more rare, and uh, the last time it happened was 2011, to have 6.6 assists and 6 fouls. The beast. The beast. Steven, that was a fun question. We obviously put some work in to that one, finding the answers. And for the record, Andre Drummond has five games this season where he went 20-20 in a loss. This season? This season. <laughs> My goodness. And what are we yeah. calling it? The We're we calling it the... Hassan Whiteside. The, the, the Whiteside, yeah. The diluted coffee. <laughs> Next one. Hey, no, Badunka Dunkers. Back in college, my best friend and I decided that we would watch every NBA team in their home arenas once we graduated. A few years later, and after getting big boy jobs, we were finally able to start our bucket list and have now seen nine of the 30 teams. I wanted to know if you guys have any bucket list items, whether they're for yourself or with a buddy or a significant other or whatever. If not, what's your favorite NBA arena? Brace the day. That's from... Ramon in Miami he said thanks for the cash app money over Christmas I was able to get a better gift from my girlfriend there you go glad you put that money to good use there so yeah bucket list items uh, or if you don't want to answer that what's your favorite NBA arena uh, I'll go with the bucket list item because <laughs> yeah. uh, back in the day back in the day 2004 I had two bucket list items but I couldn't do both I had to choose one over the other Wow. it was the Athens Olympics or it was Australia's cricket tour of India, which I always I always want to go to India while there's a cricket tour on because it's like why wouldn't I, you know? Mm-hmm. Anyway, I chose the Olympics and it was great. I had a great time. Yeah, but Australia went on to win for the first time in India since 1970. I could have seen history made. Oh, and they didn't. And now I can't. Go. I mean, I, I can still go, but it's just not the same. You know, you're not going to see history made. I mean, we could beat them again. But it wouldn't be the same as that first breakthrough since 1970, you know, 35 years. Let me ask you, like, I'm Art Hamilton. Do you regret that decision? <laughs> Not really, because the Olympics was great. But, I, I mean, now I've got kids, so I probably won't be going to India for at least, you know, 20 years, probably. Ooh, what? <laughs> Why not? You take them everywhere else. Yeah, India uh, India and China are two places that uh, I want them to be a little bit older for, I think. Yeah, okay. I've, I've had some friends travel to India. It's not easy, apparently. With the smaller kids? Oh, no, it's just not easy to travel <laughs> through India. Yeah, no, it's tough. It's tough, you take, know. Take the train. Oh, no way. <laughs> Have you seen those trains? There's like people just hanging off the side of them. And they're in first class. <laughs> Can't imagine what the economy seats are. <laughs> there are no seats. No, no. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, uh, you'll get there. Yeah, you'll get there. That's a good one. You guys got bucket list items? I want to go to space. 
Good one, right? That's going to happen in our lifetime. People are going to be able to take commercial flights to space, and I would like to be on one at you some point. You think that'll happen in Richard our Branson's, lifetime? For sure. uh, Richard For sure. Branson's got that uh, that space jet thing that goes takes you up uh, into the floating area. I don't know if it started or not yet, but uh, <laughs> well, you know, it's, 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 uh, <laughs> what's it called? What's it called? Floating <laughs> area. Yeah, floating area. Last call for floating area. <laughs> Lee hanging on. Takes the Indian uh, rocket. Is hanging on the side of it. <laughs> Virgin Galactic. That's the one. Yeah. It's two hundred thousand dollars a seat, though. Apparently. Well, right. And what do you yeah. do? You just go up in the floating zone uh, uh, and yeah. float around. That's a something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. We don't have to go to space for that sensation, right? The is you can do it in a plane, and they just dive zero gravity and, and uh, create yeah. the zero gravity, and that sounds fun too. Well, I aren't guess. there even like things they shoot movies in and stuff like that yeah. now that you can just yeah do it on like I don't know what you would call that, but uh, that create that atmosphere. I think that's I'm not in it for just the floating. Yeah, guys. you want to just be up there. And <laughs> so what are you in for? Yeah. I want to see Earth from afar. I want to mm. see how small we really are, mm. you know, that kind of thing. And like you're saying, Lee, it's $200,000 a seat right now. DVD players used to cost 2000 bucks. <laughs> yeah. They just give them away now. Yeah, that's true. I have like a 29-inch television I think cost me $4,000 right. once upon a time. <laughs> yeah. Now you can get it for like probably 50 bucks. Mm. Yeah. yeah, it'll come down. Okay, it's good. One. That's what you want. You want a discount trade trip to space. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what do you got, JD? You got anything on your bucket list? Uh, like? Japan. Hey, so do I. I have the right Love down. to go to Japan. Always wanted to. I uh, just never, just never have, but we're going to do it. Will you be doing it within the next 20 years? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's a bit different, I think, traveling to Tokyo or Japan <laughs> rather than India. I agree. Man. Yeah. I agree. I have that uh, written down. I got a couple other things. Uh, go on Survivor, play Survivor. Mm, yeah. And then some NBA things. Um, hit a half-court shot <laughs> at an NBA game. I don't care if it's summer league. I would like to to uh, cross that from the bucket list. We've had multiple opportunities, gotten close a few times. Get but your tater tots. That's right. And then uh, be invited to play in the celebrity all star game. I think that ship sailed. Probably, yeah. yeah. But uh, that's it's my list, man. <laughs> yeah, it's my, yeah. My list. Next one here on the new small ball team being trotted out in Houston. I love the Pocket Rockets name, but I can't believe you didn't call them the Six Sevens or Less Rockets from Harrison P. It's a good one clever yeah i saw some people tweeting that in when we were trying to come up with uh, some new names for the the small ball like the pocket rockets or my very horrible 79 inches or less you were right there i mean i was right there yeah i got you there harrison you're welcome yeah it is good it is good i think pocket rockets is just more fun to say with them yeah agree yeah man they showed dan tony that last night on tuesday night screaming so much eh I just thought of this. I meant to bring it up on the Daily Show. They they'll cut to him every time they can because he's got a great yeah. scream voice, yeah, like yeah. yelling voice. Because he's a really friendly looking guy to me, but mm-hmm. he it's a it's a, some some funny combo there when yeah. he's yelling. It, it's uh, especially without the mustache now. <laughs> Seeing the chompers. <laughs> Do you prefer his look or Budenholzer's look on the side of bewilderment? Or what? Don't forget, you know, throw Doc in there too. Ah, yeah, Doc yeah. has an unbelievable like. Oh, what? Yeah. Are you kidding me? Look. Uh, Budenholzer. Yeah. I still have him one. <laughs> Nick Nurse is pretty good, too. Yep. He's got Nurse some pretty good responses. Me material every game. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Next one here. Hey, friends. A friend of mine and I were talking about the Giannis and LeBron All-Star Draft, and we got to thinking about what it would have been like if the team captains choosing the team's format had always been in place. 
imagine it. In 1991, does Magic feel obligated to take both of his teammates who were voted in as starters? Or does Jordan grab one of them just to spite Magic? And Jordan would have been the team captain from like 1986 to 1993. How competitive would he have been at this? Does he ever draft Isaiah Thomas? How upset would he have been to not get to choose the team in 1996 when Grant Hill would have been the team captain? So, going back in time to the wild days before, you know, three years ago, what are the most interesting all-star draft and team dynamics that we maybe missed out on? That's from Jason in Price, Utah. Yeah, I'll just correct you there quickly, Jason. It was 1990 the Lakers had three start the All-Star game, not 91. Hashtag, uh, well, actually. Yeah. Well, hold on. Was it, it was the 90 All-Star game? Yes. Oh, okay, okay. 1990. Okay. So yeah. the 89-90 season, yeah. not the 90-91 <laughs> season. Okay. I, th- I think Jordan's taking one of them. He's taking James Worthy, his college teammate. Oh, mm-hmm. right, right, mm-hmm. right. That's a great point. Yeah. Jordan would have been pretty interesting in this uh, format. He's like, no, nah, I'm going one on five. You can have everybody. <laughs> <laughs> just me. That'd be wild. Uh, it would have been really interesting to see if anyone would have put Isaiah and Carl Malone on the same team, mm. because Isaiah and Carl Malone were not friends, but Isaiah and John Stockton were friends. So it would have been interesting to split up the two jazz men. Yep. Or have Zeke play with Carl uh, Malone. That would have been interesting, Good especially thing. if Michael Jordan was drafting on the on one side of the bracket. Does he does he take Isaiah? I mean, we know that they weren't friends either. You know. I so. also just even wonder: Would Jordan like take Pippen? Yeah, like sometimes I mean, like first, you mean? Yeah, well, just or like, yeah. or would he purposely like? No, I want to play against you. Hmm. Show the world. Hmm. Interesting. Well, if anyone would have done it, I think it would be MJ. Definitely, but maybe not. I know Jason and Price Utah wants to see uh, you know a lot of hatred, but I think I think what we would miss we missed out on is a lot of kissing on the cheeks. I think you would have got Isaiah drafting Magic, a little kiss on the cheek. Isaiah drafting John Stockton, kiss on the cheek. You know. <laughs> If they were teammates, Bird giving kisses? Yeah, there'd be lots of kisses Ooh, out there. Bird, yeah. Was Bird ever uh, number one vote getter? I wonder if he was. Mm, I doubt it. He would have been interesting as a captain too, though. Yeah. The way he, uh, his competitive edge. Yeah, I mean, that's what I think. You're right, Jason's hoping, like, these guys back in the day, they took this a little more seriously. That was the thing. You didn't really need it at the time. Yeah. Because the game was taken uh, a little more seriously. But Larry Bird and uh, Kevin McKay were both teammates with Bill Lane Beer back in the uh, mm-hmm. in the days of the East, and they certainly didn't like each other. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there would it would have been some interesting dynamics anyway in those locker rooms. I keep forgetting we got this new All-Star Game format coming up here on Sunday. Yeah. Right? I'm just sort of it's slipping my mind. Yep. Um, hopefully it works. Hopefully it works. Hopefully we get some uh, some buzzer beaters at the end of the first, second, third quarters, or at least to end the game. I guess we will get a game winner. Hopefully it's not the free <laughs> totally. throw line. There's yeah, I no, guess it could no be. Way. They should do the old, like, you got to win by three or something, too. Eh, why not? <laughs> sure, sure. <laughs> Especially because there's more rules to it. Yeah, yeah. everybody's <laughs> worried it's going to be over in a, in a second. At least if you got that going, maybe it extends it a little bit more. But who cares? Well, we're going to find out, see if it works at all. And if it doesn't, then no one's going to care about that either. It's worth a try. <laughs> yeah. It's not going to be worse, right? No, it probably can't. Not, people aren't going to try less. Next one here. Hey, No Dunkers. Longtime listener, eighth-time emailer. As a Bulls fan, watching games is infuriating, but I keep watching because I've been conditioned to be a fan, quote, through the thick and thin. However, I often wonder if my continued support is just enabling the owners and management to continue to take advantage of the fans and put a subpar product out on the court. As Raptors, Bulls, and um, Knicks fans for Lee, I was curious if you guys ever considered giving up your fandom to try to prove a point to management. That's from Ryan in Chicago. 
Huh. I never have. Um, but my advice. You haven't had a problem, I guess. You know, both haven't won in yeah. twenty years, man. It's been a long. Yeah. It's been a long time. Yeah. Um, but to me, being a fan of a bad team is like watching a soccer match. You got to get excited when they get close. So for me, the Bulls are chasing an eighth seed. That's like the seventh title. <laughs> I mean, right. that's how you got to act. It's like, you know, in soccer, there's like maybe four goals scored in a game. But if you're getting close, <laughs> if you're getting the ball in the box, you're like, oh, man, what a <laughs> chance they had. That almost went in. Nothing actually happened. But nothing would really be happening for the Bulls. But it's still exciting to act like something matters. That's right, though. You do. Yeah, you have to move the goalposts to meet your expectations or realistic expectations of your team. The same thing was, was with the Raptors for the longest time, right? It was like, first off, win a playoff series. Yeah, that, that took a while. And then it was like, hey, try and win a game one, you know, and try and win a best of seven series. And, and yeah, you're right. It's uh, You just got to, like, temper your uh, – you're not winning the title every year, and then then it happens. Mm. Um, so, no, I, I'm with you. I, I've never – never really considered giving up on, on the wraps. I'm not going to do what my old man did with the Bills. <laughs> Leaving the Bills in the dust. And he picks the Chiefs, and they win a Seems Super like Bowl. A Actually, <laughs> smart move by my dad when I think about it. But come on. What if the Bills ever win a Super Bowl? Yeah. Or what about just taking a break, you know? That's just, see, yeah, that's fair. Know, yep. I'm done with you this season. I'm going to go watch the Bucks now or whatever. Right, right. Uh, you know, somebody who has a chance, and then you go back. It's like breaking up your with your girlfriend, and you go back to her after you, you know, have, have a little fun out there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm, interesting. I've definitely given up on seasons of Survivor. Wow. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> I thought You're you were crazy. a fan. Uh, you know, I am pretty hardcore now. I, I probably wouldn't these days, but yeah, over yeah. the years, 40 seasons, yeah, I've <laughs> definitely given up. There's been some bad seasons. Yeah. But even the worst season of Survivor is still the best television there is, you know. Mm, I mean, that's uh, <laughs> it's arguable, like pizza. I think. But. <laughs> it's like pizza. You're right. Even the worst pizza you've ever had is still pizza. Still better than ninety percent of the other food you've had. That's no, right, it's not. Man. That's not true. That's again, uh, are very arguable. <laughs> Where are we going in Chicago for pizza? Pequods. Ah, uh, Pequods, Ooh. baby. Uh, we're talking a deep dish, I assume. Talking a deep dish. But they got like some uh, caramelization. Yeah, yeah, something a little different there. You're the getting crust. a crispy crust. Oh, yeah. They're putting a lot of effort good. into that crust. Good, because I I want I don't want a lasagna, which I find some <laughs> okay. Chicago deep dish pizza to basically be. It's still going to be a thicky, though. Yeah, that's fine. Okay. But, I mean, a, a nice crust would be great. No. Uh-huh. <laughs> How do you eat it? Is it knife and fork, or is it a um, I would lean towards a knife or fork. Or, yeah, you could taco it. Uh, I don't know how exactly how that uh, <laughs> crust is holding up, but I believe I've usually been a fork man. Mm, okay. <laughs> I don't want to. <laughs> like, leave pronouncing Furkan Korkmaz's name. I'm a fork man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to think of it like that from now on. <laughs> What was that place we ate at the the first time in Chicago? Do you remember? Did we go to Giordano's? Yeah. Was it? Oh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we also went to Michael Jordan's Steakhouse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> was that that wasn't the same night? I don't know. I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> Quick steak before some <laughs> dish pizza. <laughs> Have to make some decisions that night or what? Uh, I'm I'm excited for this. I'm really looking forward to the Chicago tradition, the pizza, the deep dish. Because <laughs> you probably don't eat pizza for the rest of the year. You haven't eaten pizza in a decade, I bet. <laughs> no, no, I eat a lot of pizza. Yeah, yeah but good. Yeah, Vasano's right down the road. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's just I haven't eaten a meaty pizza for uh, for a while. So, <laughs> do they do non meats up there? You think in Pequ- Never. Pequods? 
No chance. <laughs> oh, yeah. the, the crust is made of meat. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but see, I might even have to just, you know, swerve a little and try some meat. Because if that's where the Chicago deep dish pizza is, it's Ooh, at its best. The sausage patty, buddy. Oh, yeah. Are wow. you going to get, we'll get multiple are, pizzas? Great, great, great. Exciting. Are you going to get a glass pizza? of wine, JD? <laughs> oh, yeah. Bottle, man. Oh, it's beautiful. Oh, you guys are nuts. <laughs> are you uh, going to eat pizza at the airport like you always do? Uh, I forgot you did that. Oh, oh when we leave. Uh, probably probably not, actually. Probably not. Because this is like, I don't want to, you know, have a spoil of pizza. I want right. to be hungry. Yeah, I want to be true. like excited Spoiler for this pizza. pizza. You'd be eating two pizzas yeah. in a day. You don't yeah. want to do that. No. Yeah. Okay. No. What was the question again? <laughs> oh, did we even ask a question? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Trying to prove a, a point to management. Mm. You never turned your back on the raps, have you, Tess? I did almost did. It? I, yeah. I did, yeah. yeah. I remember leaving the arena year after year after year, my last game of my uh, my portion of my season seats and thinking, I'm not doing this again next year. Mm. Lots of times through, oh, six or oh, seven. I mean, I was I was done seeing Sagana Jap run circles around the Raptors. Done with that. <laughs> Many times. It was just it was a bad environment. As great as it is now, it was not a fun place to watch games and didn't seem like there was a plan for the future. So yeah, I jumped on the train in 01 with my buds. Uh, it was a good time, but uh it went downhill after definitely after Vince left in 04. So yeah, there were some years, but I stayed along the ride until we uh, we ended up leaving in, in 2013. So it was 12 years. I, I am more of a proponent of blind faith. And, and yeah, it paid off, I guess, 100%. just a little bit in 2019. 100%. All right, next one here. we got a few more. Hey, boys, I grew up an avid basketball fan in the late 90s, early 2000s in Vancouver, British Columbia. I am one of few people in existence who was gutted by the relocation of the Vancouver Grizzlies. As years went on, I learned to love another team a team that was very close to me geographically and hosted the basketball camps I went to as a kid, the Seattle Supersonics. Needless to say, I have been without a team for several years and have experienced so much trauma that I fear I may never love again. <laughs> if you were in my situation, what team would you root for and why? Sincerely, Nathan L. Wow. He's been scorned twice. Doesn't he just have to keep going south and go to the Blazers? Let's go down a little bit. Yeah, yeah that's maybe. What he, that's what he apparently did the first time. Just went from Vancouver to Seattle. I don't know if Portland fans would want to hear that. Yeah, this guy Nathan, seems like a jinx. Yeah, he's the, cool, oh, yeah. He's the cooler. He's, the, <laughs> he's Macy. But they're not going anywhere. Blazers aren't going anywhere. That's why you're, you'd be part of a loyal fan base. I think Blazers is the way to do it. They'd make. I think they'd welcome him in. Yeah. It's uh, And if he it does ever venture down there, making the drive from Vancouver to Portland, it's a nice cheap uh, city to be in, and he can get a, not just a glass of wine but a whole bottle and have oh, a good yeah. time. It's a yeah. far drive, though, isn't it? You'd probably want to fly it. It's far. It's far. It's farther than you think. It's just like five, five plus hours. Oh, I thought it was a little bit longer than that. Why isn't Nathan a Raptors fan? It's Canadian, by the sounds of it. Mm. I mean, this is the thing. It's because Vancouverites don't like Torontonians. That's true. That's that's what it is. That's why Nathan isn't a Raps fan, is what I'm guessing. And it's it's real. It's you know I've been out there. I love BC, but uh, you know you tell them where you're from, and they're like, uh, ugh, Toronto. Ontario. It's like, oh, well, come on, guys. Can't we just get along? It's like there's you guys do some weird things out here in Vancouver that I didn't that I didn't approve of being from Toronto. You guys would show up to a to a house party with a six pack of beer, have a couple, and then take home like your three remaining ones. That's weird. Okay, leave the six pack in the fridge. 
That's something a lot. I am stereotyping like <laughs> hardcore here, but I'm pretty sure everybody in BC does that. <laughs> and that is weird. Stop doing that. Uh, no, but yeah, Nathan, be a rap fan. Although now it's weird timing because now it looks like you're just jumping on the bandwagon. Just something I didn't think you'd ever be able to say about the rap. So yeah, go Blazers. I'm with you on that. Yeah, haven't had you know haven't had a title success in since what Bill Walton. Yeah, back in the so 70s. A long time ago. All right, next one here. Hey, no volcadores. What does that mean? No dunks. Hmm. Sure. Maybe. How are you? I need some advice from you, especially Lee, but not related to basketball at all. My wife is having a job interview with Australian people next week. She works for an airline company in South America, and she's looking forward to working for the same company in Oceania. Okay. What should my wife tell these Aussies to make them like her? Maybe if she talks about uncooked carrots, kombucha, and smashed bananas, it will increase her chances to get the job. Thanks for your work. Greetings from Argentina. That's from Juan Manuel. Hmm. Yeah, I wouldn't talk about uncooked carrots and kombucha and smashed bananas. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You know what? I I don't know. I don't know how to approach this because... um, Would people like this or not like... But you know what? You have to embrace the uh, Australian way i guess so say you know what vegemite has a horrible reputation internationally so you know what i want to try some vegemite i want to eat some vegemite sandwiches i want to become as australian as i can be while i'm out here working australians like that yes at least you're trying to exactly become them (laughs) if you just turn up and say oh yuck i don't want to try that vegemite then people will say i mean Get out then. What yeah. do you want? I mean, you know. <laughs> you, think, it, you think you're going to work for Qantas yeah, with that attitude? Yeah. <laughs> and then people will just go, at least this person is prepared to try things and try to sort of understand the Australian way of life. I don't know. Okay. Yeah. Well, what other uh, things uh, would you suggest, like, to be, to be as Australian as one could be? Eat Vegemite sandwiches. Yeah. What else? You know, I gotta, I gotta go watch a Cricket, AFL game. Aussie yeah, rules, I gotta have a yeah. team, right? Yeah, or something. yeah, yeah. I mean, she's probably going to be based in Sydney, so it's going to be more a rugby, uh, a rugby market there. There's two, there's two <laughs> Australian rules <laughs> football teams there, right? Uh, but one sort of out, a little bit out in the birds. The other one, I mean, the Sydney Swans. It's a, it's a great place to watch football. It's great. Okay, um, so try it out. Yeah, you're right on the beach there, so you know, grab the surfboard, go surfing. <laughs> All right. <laughs> A great trip, great idea. Good yeah, luck, good luck the with best. that job interview. Yeah. Yeah. Could it be just as simple as adding a Y to everybody's names? There you go, Skeetsy, Tassie. Yeah, uh, me and JD, we're stuck. <laughs> we don't get those uh, kind of nicknames. Be, uh, yeah, it's tough. Curbs, you'd be curbs. <laughs> oh, oh, subtract a lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> JD, JD. Mm, I think you'd just be uh, Doily. <laughs> doily. <laughs> Where's Doily? He's coming. Who's he with? I think he's. Uh, I think I saw Curbs there with him. Oh yeah, right. Skeetsy and Tassie. Anyone seen them? <laughs> I think they're out getting some grog. All right, sweet. <laughs> All right, good luck. It's grog. Alcohol. Oh, okay. Groggy. <laughs> Big. Big groggy grogger. All right, we're almost done here. Um, but uh, we got to end on this note. We got this email from Murad, and he wrote. Hey, new dinkers. I always get the urge to email you when I'm high, and now I'm finally f***ing doing it. <laughs> Y'all are amazing and are literally five friends of mine. Used to be six. Hashtag Maddie Yo. I'm reading this exactly <laughs> as you wrote it. Okay? I, didn't, I didn't change anything. Y'all are amazing and are literally five friends of mine. Used to be six. Hashtag Maddie Yo that I see for an hour every day. 
congrats on baby Nora. <laughs> I can Close. see you as a girl dad. Thanks. <laughs> anyway, I am a Spurs fan. And the most I care about the Suns is the 2008 first-round playoff game when Tommy hit that three. <laughs> when Tommy hit they three, I guess I should have said. But Jelly Oubre is underrated. Tell me when he's not as good as Jimmy Butler or DeRozan or Donovan Mitch. <laughs> Love you all. Bye. Thank you. That uh, very stoned email from Murad, which is great. Uh... Timmy is Tommy, Kelly is Jelly, Matty O instead of Matty O. I mean, Donovan Mitch is a good part for me. Yeah, Donovan Mitch, Mitch. Uh, Nora instead of uh, Noah. It, it's all close. He's he's right there. Matty Yo. <laughs> Hashtag Matty O. Let's get that trending over All-Star Yo. Weekend. All right, thank you guys so much for the emails. Keep the questions coming. Like I said, no dunks at theathletic.com or tweet at us at no dunks inc or hashtag no dunks. You heard it here first. Have a great time. Turn up. Love you guys. Awesome. Thanks for joining us. And remember, I really hope that Murad isn't the same Murad who emailed in a transcription of a, a say what for Monday's upcoming show. Because now I got to go back and change everything. Uh. <laughs> I bet it is. <laughs> Race the day, people. You could stay.